is the Toddcast, a podcast that I, a guy named Todd, record while I drive to or from work, talking about a variety of things. There are no scripts, no show notes, just me chatting while I commute, so you can sit back and enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the Toddcast. Um, in keeping with the theme of reviewing and wrapping up the year, uh, today's Toddcast is revisiting something that I brought up last, I believe it was October, uh, because I was talking about NaNoWriMo, uh, the National Novel Writing Month, which is in November, so it would have made sense that it would have been talked about in October, I'd have to go back and look, um, which I can't do because I'm driving, but uh, I know I talked about it, and so I wanted to, to revisit that uh, with you guys here. And not so much to talk about the novel. Um, I've made some progress, um, not nearly as much as I would have liked to over the past year, but uh, November is fast upon us, and I do intend to uh, participate again, not to write a new work, uh, but to rather to continue working on, you know, what I've already started, and hopefully, um, if not get it finished, at least get a nice big... Uh, extra chunk of it done is the plan there. Um, and I don't want to talk about it because I don't want to give it away. Um, and or I don't know, you know, how much of it may or may not change uh, before it gets to its final form. So we're going to just hold off on that. Uh, but instead, um, would like to talk about writing <clears throat> sort of in general. Um and you know some of the some of the stuff that I've I've done writing wise, uh, for a period there I was I was trying real hard to try and write something every day. Um, they they often say that that is a good thing to do, and that they in that sentence are you know other writers. Uh, if you you know I've listened to some podcasts, read some books, you know books by authors. All all books are by authors, but you know books about writing by people who write, you know, fiction for a living, I guess is more, more specific there. Um, and almost all of them agree that, you know, just write something every day, uh, whether it's good or it's bad, it's good practice. Um, it helps, you know, get your creativity going. Uh, it's just a good thing to do. And I, I generally agree. Um, and for a while there I was, I was, I was doing, doing that. Um, I mean, technically I probably do write every day what with having an office job and, and, you know, writing a lot of emails and, you know, policy documents and miscellaneous whatnot. But I, I'm not real sure how much that actually counts uh, as writing every day because it's, you know, boring procedural stuff or, you know, trying to explain to a customer, you know, why they're wrong <laughs> for a variety of reasons or, or, you know, that sort of a piece. Uh, but I was actually, you know, trying to focus on writing, you know, something creative every day. Um, and that, I, I had that going for a while. Um, and then I think we went on vacation and I kind of broke my stride and kind of got out of the habit and had a million excuses for not, not doing it. Well, none of which were good. Um, and like I said, I've been trying lately to, to do a better job of that. Like I said, I, I actually did hammer out some, some good chunks, uh, on the novel. Uh, but the other thing that I was doing was just sort of writing exercises, just something, you know, to write, um, because at least for me, there are points where you're in the mood to write, um, and there's points where you're not in the mood to write. And when you're not in the mood to write, 
you probably don't want to work on the thing that matters to you. You just want to write something else. Um, and even in times when you do feel like writing, you're maybe not in the mood to write about that thing that you were writing, you know, writing my, you know, my novel. I want to work on just something different. Um, luckily, um, Abby got me something fantastic, uh, last year for Christmas, um, in my stocking, um, that, uh, kind of works out really well for that, for that purpose. And it is a, a, it's a bunch of cards and, and not like a deck of playing cards. It's like a, it's like a pretty decent sized box with a whole bunch of cards in it. Uh, and it's called the Storymatic. And basically there are two kinds of cards. Um, half of them are like people, like types of people, um, you know, grandmother, teenager, you know, student, rock star, you know, just various people. Um, some of which are, you know, are specific, you know, rock star, some of which are sort of generic, you know, an old person. Um, and then the other half are kind of like situations uh, or or scenarios, uh, like, you know, found something that was lost or, you know, in crisis. Uh, and the idea is, is you, you know, you grab a couple cards from one side and you grab a couple cards from the other side. And it sort of acts as a sort of a writing prompt, sort of a, you know, quick, quick seed uh, for an idea that you can then write about and flesh out in whatever way you so choose, um, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, I think it's pretty awesome. Um, I've done done quite a few that way. Uh, you know, some some combinations are, are, are pretty, pretty interesting, um, you know people or concepts or, or events or situations that you wouldn't necessarily um, just think to put together on your own. Um, other combinations are a little weird um, and, and or uh, pedestrian. I can't remember the specific. There was one morning I picked out a couple and it, you know, the, it was, you know, a, a music, the, the people listing was, you know, a musician. And then the other card was like a teenager. And then the events were, you know, in a library and the other was, I think, something about, you know, something about a recent breakup. And I'm, I sat down and tried to do something. I'm like this. I, I, I don't want to write a story about, you know, some teenage musician who just broke up and for whatever weird reason is in the library. And I got, you know, a few lines into it. and say, eh, skip this. Um, but that's been sort of the rare exception. Most most of them are like, hmm this is, this is different. This is interesting. Um, and so what I did, you know, I've, and so I've, you know, would, would write, you know, for, you know, not, not necessarily for any particular time limit or word count, but just as long as I, you know, felt like writing, um, you know, I tried to do at least like 20 minutes, um, with it. And, Sometimes they, they, they work out to be, you know, nifty little little short stories that are, are sort of self-contained. Um, there are a couple that I started to write on and, you know, kind of ran out of time, had to do a thing, whatever, um, and have gone back and continued those those tales. Uh, like I said, it's not it's not great literature. They're all very first drafty, um, but it's it's writing. It's it's, you know, putting words on the page. It's being creative. It's you know, to get the juices flowing and 
you know, maybe I might develop some of those into something at some point in the future. Maybe they will just sit on my computer as, you know, random notes that will never see the light of day. Um, but again, it's not everything I write is intended to be, you know, the next big best-selling thing. Um, they're writing exercises, you know, it's, it's to, you know, flex those muscles and, and, you know, keep things good and, and practice. Um, but there was one that I wrote that I, I thought was particularly good. Um, and so, you know, for, for the podcast the other day, I, I kind of broke from tradition of, you know, podcasting from the car and actually, you know, went into, you know, my basement work area where it was, you know, moderately quiet and, and pulled up that story and, and, and basically read it, uh, you know, as best as I could audiobook style, uh, being a complete novice and not being super hip with, you know, any kind of real audio gear or editing skills or whatever, but, you know, kind of read it out. And, you know, I then went back in and kind of did what audio editing I could, um, to try and pull out some of the ums or the awkward pa awkward pauses or places where I sort of, you know, stuttered over myself as I was reading and that, and that, that sort of thing. Uh, and kind of put it together and edited it together. And here at the end uh, of the episode here, um, probably after the credits, uh, we'll, we'll kick into that and let you listen to it. It's, it's a very short story. I think when I edited it all down, it worked out to being maybe eight to ten minutes long um you know it was only a couple of pages uh but i thought it was pretty interesting i, I thought it was you know I, I showed it to abby she thought it was it was it was pretty all right um and i figured i'd share it on here you know you guys can see a get a little taste of you know the kind of nonsense that i write and uh we'll go from there um i'm trying to think of what the prompts were for this one and I believe it was an old man with a secret finds something that is lost or, or something to that effect. Um, and, you know, after the break, this is the story. You'll hear the story that that came from that prompt. Um, quick side note, um, you know, in writing this, there is a, a part in the story where there would normally be like, you know, a. Uh, a page break or a chapter break, which, you know, visually lets you know, you know, time has passed. Uh, when I read, when I read it out loud and recorded it and then listened back to it and was editing, I'm like, yeah, it's kind of awkward for me to just have a weird long silence in the middle of this. Uh, and I don't know that that really, you know, conveys the same information that it would on the page, you know, with there being a gap there and giving the indication that, you know, Time has passed since the last thing you read and the thing you're about to read. Um, and again, because I'm a super novice at this, uh, I really wasn't sure of a good way to do that. So as you're listening, uh, at some point you'll hear sort of a weird, um, I don't know, echoey drum-like effect that kind of fades in and then fades out. That really doesn't have any good context in the story in and of itself. Uh, it's just there as a placeholder for to let you guys as the listeners know some time has passed and the story is continuing but you know not immediately following the part you just listened to i hope that makes sense um you know and you know i hope you enjoy what you're what you're about to hear um you know uh 
comments are as always welcome but you know try and be nice i, I would appreciate that um so yeah rather than continue to yammer on about the short story for longer than the actual short story takes to listen to i'm going to uh go to commercial and let you just hear the thing and then you know i'll i'll, I'll pop back in with you uh, after that's done where do you think you are going the anger and volume in her voice was so forceful that the family cat bolted from its sleep and knocked over a vase on its way to the door i go to do what must be done he spoke in that world-weary tone that he adopted when he felt that no one around him could follow what he was talking about no one else is willing to do it and i doubt they could if they wanted to he continued walking to the door but took a moment to pick up the vase and return it to the end table his deliberate motion betrayed the sense of urgency he had expressed to his daughter mere moments ago he retrieved the silk flowers from the floor as well holding them up in the sunlight and pushed a wheezing breath upon the petals to set free the dust that covered them as the motes danced in the golden beams he turned back to his youngest child with an impish grin there's a song that relates to this moment and those to come he gestured with his left hand at the sparkling dust as his right returned the bouquet to the vase riddles and nonsense she exclaimed will not get you out of this conversation likely not but neither will you force me to endure your berating conversation indeed he carried on at what would seem a leisurely pace for a younger man but was was a rush for him she paused for a moment closed her eyes and took a deep breath Perhaps if she could stall him, he would get distracted like he usually did, and he'd be reasonable. I'm sorry, Papa. I'll try to be calmer. Could you please explain what it is that's going on? Parts of it, possibly. Are you ready to listen? Of course. I promise to keep my temper. I didn't ask if you were ready to hear my voice. I asked if you were ready. He stopped and turned to face her. She screwed her face up in a combination of confusion and frustration. Let me be clear. I can see that you're willing to listen. It's whether or not you're ready to hear what I have to say that concerns me. Her features dropped to deadpan. Go ahead, shock me. He tutted under his breath. Even with children of your own, you can still sometimes manage to play the inconvenienced teenager routine. Her eyes narrowed and shot daggers into him, but she held her tongue. There's more to your old man than you could possibly know. More than you should know for your own sake seriously papa what secrets could you possibly have you're a retired tax accountant did you cook the books for a mobster or something no i wouldn't do such a thing it's not just illegal it's dishonest i thought you knew me better than that well then what is it i want to help you but i can't do that if you don't tell me her exasperation was amplified by her arms transitioning from a posture folded in front of her chest to flinging out above her head you sleep for most of the day in front of your old VCR tapes. And when the program ends in static, you start yelling about the time and say that you're leaving. I did not yell about the time. I said that it was time. I did not yell. You are so dramatic sometimes. Says the man who's beside himself just because his movie ended. It's not that it ended. It's how it ended. Haven't you seen that one before? Didn't you know how it ends? I've seen it before, but not on that tape. She tilted her head to one side clearly unsure how to interpret this statement i picked it out of my box this morning and noticed that i had two copies and i didn't have two copies last time i could tell which one i had before because the cardboard jacket is all doinked up this one was new okay but it's still the same movie right the picture was the same yes but the credits were different she rolled her eyes 
you're telling me you're having a rough go at remembering what, what day it is, but you memorized the credits to your movie? Don't be ridiculous. Her eyes went wide. I'm being ridiculous? Do you hear yourself? Do you want to see it? Hands on hips and smirking, she replied, no, thank you. I usually skip the credits on movies that I like and have actually just finished watching. I don't need to only watch the credits on your weird old movie. Suit yourself. He turned and began heading for the door again. I'm glad you're in a better mood. I really do have to go take care of some things. Don't hold dinner for me. She sputtered for a moment and began to object, but realized that the conversation wasn't really going anywhere. Besides, if the past three years have taught her anything, it was that she couldn't keep him from doing whatever it was he had set his mind to. And it wasn't like someone at his age was likely to get into too much trouble. She did not hold dinner for him. She, her wife, and their son enjoyed taco night despite his absence from the table. She was largely unconcerned when they finished eating, was chiefly annoyed when he had not returned after they had cleared the dishes and did the washing up, and only began to worry when it began to get dark outside. She couldn't bring herself to dealing with his things right away. His disappearance was devastating to her and her family, with no clues as to where he had gone or what had happened. It took a full two weeks after the memorial service before she could muster the courage to begin picking through her father's belongings, to determine what should be kept and what should be donated or discarded. In doing so, she realized that no one else in her household would ever likely use his old VCR. All the movies were distinctly his, nothing that they would ever watch whether it was from lack of interest or fear of remembering him and reopening the wounds of sorrow and loss. As she reached to the back of the set to disconnect it, she remembered their last conversation. What was it he had said about the credits? She wouldn't watch them then, but maybe she watched them now. Unsure if this was meant to give her closure or if it was just an attempt to follow what was essentially his last wish, she rewound the tape a bit and pressed play. Her timing was eerily perfect. As the final frame of the film flashed on the screen, the words, the end overlaying the scene as it faded to black. A flash of static burst forth for a moment, replaced by the waving lines that slowly formed the image of a young man at a desk facing the camera. There was no sound initially, as can happen when someone would tape over an existing cassette, but eventually she could make out the faint voice of her father. It was at that moment she realized that it was he sitting at the desk and speaking, a younger version of him, her father as she had never seen him in life, but only in photos from before she was born. With tears in her eyes, she watched as he read from a page in his hands, occasionally looking up at the camera as though he were presenting the nightly news. The audio finally rose to a normal volume. You aren't so old at this point that seeing this gives you a heart attack. I'm told that after I record this, the agency is going to work their magic to ensure that I don't remember this, that you don't remember this until you see this. He waved one hand at the area surrounding him, indicating what the this was. In any case, the fact that you're seeing this means that the agents have managed to put this in place where you wouldn't find it in a way that you'd be sure to watch. Thank you for participating, even if you didn't know that you were. Even though seeing yourself on a screen delivering a message that you don't remember recording is sure to be jarring, I hope that you can trust me. Hell, let's be honest. Trust yourself, your younger self, and we'll follow instruction. It is vitally important to the future for you and your country that you do as I say. He sat the page down on the table and looked earnestly into the camera. In a moment, the screen will fill with shapes and colors. 
you must keep your eyes on the screen for the entirety of the two minutes that they are on the screen. It will be accompanied by some sounds that you may find unpleasant. It is likewise important that you listen. All will become clear. I promise no harm will come from following these instructions. As predicted, the television filled with whirling images and psychedelic colors, accompanied by the din of a dozen simultaneous speeches, songs, and sound effects. She instinctively squeezed her eyes shut and covered her ears with her hands. When she could no longer hear the cacophony, she slowly opened one eye and gazed at the screen. It had returned to the previous image of her young father seated at the desk. I'm told by the scientists that our little light show there should have counteracted the mind screens they will have put on me to suppress my training, your training. If it worked, you should remember it all. For the sake of us all, I hope to God that you do. If you do, then you know what you need to do. Do not share your knowledge with anyone. You cannot possibly know who you can trust or what they will do. If their predictions are correct, you are probably pretty old right now and no one will likely believe you anyway. The time is nigh. Take a moment to collect yourself, then do what must be done. Static filled the screen for a moment, replaced a second later by the remainder of the credits for the film. So that was my, you know, short story. Um, you know, I I should have mentioned before, uh, it the title I gave it was End Credits, um, which now that you've heard it might be fairly apparent as to why that is. Um Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, like I said, it's a very short little snippet of a thing. Um, I've noticed that when I tend to write short things, they tend to be kind of cliffhangery and sort of, I don't know, Twilight Zone-esque, if you will. Because um, I really enjoy those things uh, growing up. I like sci-fi short stories. I like things that have interesting twists. Um, and that tends to be what I write, uh, for better or worse. Um, and it occurs to me that's kind of always the way I've, I've done stuff. When I, you know, had, you know, some sort of creative writing assignment in English class or what have you, that would normally be what I would produce was something that, you know, a little offbeat um and generally had some sort of weird twist or cliffhanger thing to it um and i think what you just heard is probably fairly representative of, of that sort of a deal uh i know there have been quite a few of the other sort of writing um experiments and in, in practice runs that have had similar stylistic sort of sort of a through line there um I can't remember if I talked about this previously uh, on, the, on the podcast or not, but, uh, you know, when I did finish the section that I did for NaNoWriMo, like sort of the, the, the main first part of the book, um, sort of act one, if you will, uh, ends in a cliffhanger, um, which, which I thought was, was pretty, pretty spiffy. Uh, I think it worked out well. Um, and, you know, when I, Finished the first section. I, I kind of, you know, took that first draft and converted it into an ebook, um, and asked Abby if she'd, you know, read it and give me, you know, feedback as to, you know, is this any good? You know, is there anything, you know, terribly out of whack here? You know, not not looking for her to, you know, edit it or anything or, you know, whatever, but just general feedback. Uh, you know, am I wasting my time? <laughs> sort of a thing. Uh, and she read it and she she liked it and she was, you know, not actually 
mad at me, but, you know, kind of pissed that it ended in a cliffhanger, and now she's got to wait for me to get off my dead ass and write the rest of the thing uh, for her to find out what happens next, um, which I think probably, you know, aside from her just being awesome and supportive and trying to, you know, help me, you know, be better and accomplish things, uh, which she would do, you know, to help me, you know, finish the, the project I'm working on. I think she's also, you know, keeps, you know, poking me in the ribs and be like, come on, go write your book. Uh, cause I think, you know, she wants to find out, you know, what happens, which to me is a good thing. Uh, clearly I did a fairly decent job writing the first bit. If she's that, you know, interested in finding out how it goes, if it was garbage, she wouldn't give two hoots. Um, but, you know, like I said, with what you just heard, it, it, it's, it, it kind of ends abruptly, and that's kind of intentional. Um, partly because, you know, that was the time that I had allotted for myself for the, the writing uh, exercise that I did. Um, but partly because I kind of like leaving things like that, you know, sort of open-ended. Kind of let the reader think about and decide and kind of, you know figure out what they think happened next or what happened before, uh, you know, sort of a snapshot of a sort of the middle of a story and let you kind of, you know, think about what, what came up to that point and what happens afterwards and, you know, kind of let you have some creative say in the story, so to speak. So I will now stop rambling about it. Um, and, and frankly, wrap, wrap this up. So I think I've, I've said all I really can meaningfully say uh, about writing for, for today's podcast. Possibly more than I should have said, uh, you know. Um, but, you know, thanks. Thanks for thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Um, episode 98, here in a couple days, we'll, we'll, we'll be at, uh, you know, episode 100, and it'll be a year in. And again, thanks, uh, thanks everybody who's been here with me for the long haul. Uh, you know, thanks for anyone who's just started listening, um, you know, and if you listen or listening to this, you know, at some point, and this is, you know, a back issue, so to speak, uh, thanks for dipping into the back catalog. Um, I think that covers all of my bases. Uh, and I think I'll just go ahead and shut up now. So, uh, you know, once again, thank you. And uh, until next time, I hope you all have a good one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Toddcast. If you have comments, questions, or topic ideas that you'd like me to chat about, you can let me know via Twitter at CastTodd or email via ToddCastPodcast at gmail.com. Keep in mind that the Todd portions of those usernames are T-O-D with a single D, even though I spell my actual name with two. If you'd like to leave me a voice message that I can air on the podcast, you can either email me a small audio file or you can use the link in the show notes to leave a message via Anchor. If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share it with your like-minded friends. Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course, reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts is appreciated. Again, thank you for listening to the Toddcast.